Welcome to the Sales 411 from the 412. This is Dan Hirsch, and I'm sitting with Dan Altieri, Sales Development Director at Avalua. We are discussing sales development and the role it plays in driving new business for an organization. What is sales development in your world? Yeah, so sales development, uh, unlike inside sales, there's no close, right? Sales development is all about opening. Right, so we're, we're looking to get uh, attention and to hold that attention uh, for at least a phone call to help the buyer figure out, does this make sense to go forward in more conversations with this company? So that is, that is the biggest part, right? It's taking over the top of the funnel and making sure that your company has the ability to get as many conversations as possible so that you can help determine which customers or prospects that will find value in what you have. One of the biggest mistakes that companies make is they're trying to sell to people that their product wouldn't be the optimal fit. So the only way you can get around that is more conversations. The more conversations you have, it's like, look, if you talk to one podcast guest, right, you might think that person, hey, they have some really great insight. And then all of a sudden, 99, 99 interviews later, you say, hey, you know what? That first one he might not have known as much as, as, much, as much as I thought that he did because I've talked to so many other people. Uh, that, is, that is how you find uh, those relationships, the ones that are worth investing in. Um, too many companies make the mistake of trying to invest in relationships early that just aren't going to be profitable long term. For the for the buyer or for the seller, so that that's where I that's where I think sales development really unlocks value for companies. Uh, it's just like you know I don't know if you still keep in touch with your high school friends, uh, but when you <clears throat> when you go off to college, you go from maybe a class of three hundred to fifteen thousand, uh -huh. and I would say my deepest relationships were built in college. Guys that I'm still friends with now, still talk to regularly now. Uh, because there were so many people, you you got to really pick the people that you identified most with, and that's I, I see that comparison for companies. That's really interesting. So, so you're you're advocating for the more the more opportunities you have, the more conversations you have, the more likelihood of not only finding more buyers, which a lot of people think is the key to. Um, successful business growth, but but also you're going to find better buyers, buyers that are are that you're better fit a better fit for as well, who will be, see so much more value than just a transaction. That's right. Look, if you if you are limited in the way that you can serve your customer, you can only grow so much with them. So you've got to find bigger problems in some cases, uh, so that you can add more value. Sure. So, so you guys do this mostly through telephone and email. What are, what's the strategy? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, that's probably the meat and potatoes of it. Um, you know, certainly social selling uh, is, is a, I don't know what percentage I would give it. Uh, 15 to 20%, maybe another 15 to 20% is research. So mm -hmm. think about how many cold calls, cold emails you get that are templated, uh, nothing customized. Uh, it's basically, this was probably sent to a thousand other people. 
Sure. When the higher you get up in organizations and you know, you're going after directors and vice presidents and C level, you have to separate yourself from what everyone else is doing. Now, look, you cannot write a custom letter for every person that you send to, but you can customize about, you know, 20, we'll say 20% of that to, to help them realize that, Hey, you've done a little bit of research about their company and you're trying to teach something to them about their own company. Now you may say, well, how, how could I do that? They're in the company. Uh I can tell you working for a company like SAP that had 90,000 employees, if somebody was marketing to me and actually read the annual report or the 10 K and found a strategic value that SAP was investing in, I probably wouldn't have known that because I was not reading uh, the 10 K for SAP. Sure. Right. So the bigger the company is, it's actually more likely that you could add some, you know, in, you know, in, inside information that's not really inside it's public. You know, you can only do that with public companies, Sure. Uh, but there is value you can add there. So I, I think that those are kind of the main components of it. At engaged prospect, we, we stand by the same exact tenant, which is, um, and, and actually, proven out from data conducted by one of our technology partners, that 20% customization, personalization really, is um, the appropriate number. Anything less does come across as a template. This is a, a form email, a form LinkedIn outreach, um, whatever it might be that they didn't really do any, any work on us. Right. Yeah. And, and look, any more than that, and, and you're writing custom letters that now all of a sudden you're getting into a math game. That's where, right. Where, you know, you only have so many, so much time. If you personalize too much, uh, you can write the greatest custom personalized letter in the world, send a gift. If that person has no need for what you're selling, it, it's not going to resonate no matter how I, I get some really great custom emails uh, from SDRs that I have no interest in buying their products. Sure. Sure. And unfortunately that means they can only send out a certain quantity before the end of each day. If they're taking that much time that that's another big factor of a sales development role, correct? Where you're focused on not only maximizing quality, which is you've described, right? Things like finding the right buyers, finding the buyers that are even if they want to buy from you that, that are the most that are the best fit for your organization so that you can provide maximum value. You yeah, want to, right. you want to increase top of funnel. You're not trying to close, but you're trying to open doors. Your goal is to be as, as quality focused as possible, but tell us, tell us then how that kind of morphs with quantity because field reps, or some of the um, more experienced folks that have been in, the, in, in an industry, regardless of what industry, but have, have been selling out on the road for the last 30 years, they have relationships and that's, that's where they focus the most you know, amount of their time. How do, you, how do you balance and what do you think the differences are between sales development and other sales roles Sure. where you're doing quantity, quality, and all of those things? Yeah, so the the most successful SDRs are the ones that leverage their account executives for some of those unique insights. 
I can't tell you how many times uh, I've worked with, you know, cause I was in sales development as a rep before I ever got into managing a team and then building a team of my own. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I, I would, I would make sure to have a great relationship with the account executive. I would try to understand from their perspective, which industries or which companies had the highest propensity to make a buying decision that if we did get a meeting that it would actually go somewhere, you know, it's no secret when you're in software that uh, you have more success in some industries than, than, than others um, just from the nature of your product. There, there's maybe it's, you know, you have certain customers in an industry uh, or there's a certain challenge to industries. So, you know, I found whether it's, you know, industry focused, working with, you know, your subject matter experts internally, to figure out, you know, and try to identify the, those lists. And then uh, to your point earlier, you know, you customize 20% of it so that if you get a hit, it, it doesn't look formed, uh, but it's not, it's not so small of an amount uh, in, the, in the customization that you wouldn't lose their attention. Huh. You know, so it's, you just, you have to get enough out there, uh, but I'd, I'd rather, you know, if you look at it, like, would you rather send, a, a thousand pieces that were generic or would you rather send 400 or 500 that had, you know, personalization and customization. There's a case to be made that sending less will resonate more uh, if you get the right people. Um, so I don't know what that number is. Uh, I wouldn't claim to be an expert in that. Uh, but I think there's, I think that's where the art comes in. And if you have a good, you know, if you have, I'm not sure which tools your team use, but if you have data to help you constantly, you know, check that quality and quantity, uh, to make sure you're hitting whatever goals that you set, I think that's a lot of times what it comes down to. If you're not hitting your goals, you need to reevaluate. 